Well, it feels good to be home here at Trader Sam's. We got our normal corner table. I believe they call this the Michael table. This is his <laughs> good favorite to be here. spot here. We finally found a table. We've been waiting outside for a while. You know, when we were waiting outside to get in here, it, it started me thinking about my favorite weights in the park. You guys, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. You know, what were some of y'all's favorite cues in either Disneyland or Disney World? Since it was your idea, would you mind leading us off? Sure. Sure, no problem. This one's an easy one for me. I love the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. The cue for that ride is by far my favorite. It's got that nice slow buildup when you start outside, you walk up to the temple, it's got all the foliage, it's setting that story that you're walking into the temple, and then you, you walk through the temple, but it's still kind of slow building. You just kind of see the rock work for a while. Then you start getting into the areas with the booby traps. Then you get into the parts where the, the archaeological teams are setting up their equipment, their scaffolds. You know, you have the rope that you can pull. There's some of the traps that some of those effects aren't working anymore, but there's some of those traps that you can see. Then you walk into that other area where the film the film reel is playing with Sala. And it's just, it's a beginning to end. It's a cue that I don't mind waiting in more than 15 minutes. I was going to say, well, how, what's the longest you've ever waited, do you think, for that? Because that thing Probably. is built for... It's built for some hours. Built for some. Yeah, I've waited about 20 minutes for it. 25 minutes. I I don't like to wait for anything, even if the queue is amazing. So that kind of negates the the queue conversation. But what do you like? You just mentioned that I thought of two immediately. One that's the real answer, and one that's probably the fake answer. The most fun I have is probably rock and roller coaster, Aerosmith. Um, only because of how awful that video is that I love that they have never updated or changed or anything and you know oh they have updated it because they took out his uh, inappropriate hand gesture okay they digitally corrected it we'll always have it on home videos and YouTube though probably so what did they put there instead they just added his, his third finger was down you know to make that I don't know gesture. what you're talking about. Yeah. So he's just flashing a four now? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they, in, they inserted the other finger? They digitally extended his third finger, yes. So now he just, he's just got a, a number four he's holding above his head. I love Does that, that idea. Anything? Wait, I love that idea. Hey, what, Brooke? Is there a meaning to that? or? The inappropriate hand gesture? Yes, yeah. there's a meaning to it. I'll tell you off air. Oh, you're so sweet. Inappropriate. So not family, move on. family podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, we, I, there was a time before fast passes where, you know, we would wait, I think a good amount of time in that line whenever we wanted to ride it, 45 minutes or an hour. And so we, we would artificially create that to be more fun by, you know, just being jerks during that video and laughing and making fun of it. So I almost looked forward to the queue. Um, now it's not that fun because, you know, you kind of just, there's no line with the fast pass. You just kind of walk right into the video. So there's no build up, but that kind of jumped into my mind for and a side point yeah uh when i've gone without you guys and i've gone on that ride and i'm the only one laughing (laughs) doesn't doesn't work as well (laughs) you just seem like a creep or a weirdo that happened to me when i did the (laughs) scene line it wasn't in the same video booth with you guys and i just did the laugh and went around we just thought i was just such a loser and i (laughs) they were they were probably right come on you know how we care about our fans so so that's a that's a funny side point i had a friend who uh 
was went to uh, on, a, on his honeymoon down to somewhere in Florida, and on the way he stopped in Disney World with his at that point you know newlywed wife, and they did a ride or two, and uh, he, he said to her like, "Man, I don't know why this isn't as as fun you know as I remember it." And then he's like, "I know, like you have to go with like really fun people like to make like." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he realized what a terrible thing. But and that, that, just, that just speaks to the point about, I think, with the right group, I, I almost don't even mind waiting in lines because that's kind of half the fun. But so the, the, that's a long-winded not answer. My original and the correct answer, I think, is right next door to that, which is Tower of Terror in uh, Hollywood Studios. And I think a great cue or a great line really, to me, is... The, the ride really starts there. I don't even consider it a cue or a line. I think that's just part of the ride. And I love that it's kind of in the corner of of the uh, the park, and it's there's nothing behind it, and it it just feels really authentic. That this you know old abandoned hotel is kind of off in the off in the back, and you know you walk up and you start hearing that music kind of in the distance and kind of ominous, but also you know that that kind of jazz music that we talked about last episode. I almost am disappointed when there's not a line, to be honest. I, I feel like I'm almost cheating the ride because I think the, the real experience is, you know, having to build up the anticipation and getting a little bit nervous or a little bit scared for what's coming. Of course, there's so many layers to that from the outside with the uh, the fountain, the, you know, the not working fountain, or, and then into the lobby with the cobwebs and the, the table set up. Of, you could imagine people there talking before it was abandoned and then obviously the great film before and then you finally get to the the boiler room so I mean that's I don't know if they'll they quote-unquote make them like that anymore that is a cue that I think almost is as, as great as the, uh, the ride itself uh oh you see it you hear that it's Krakatoa Krakatoa is exploding What's your favorite? So I have a few of them that that I really really enjoy, and actually Indiana Jones was was one of them. But I had a feeling you were gonna you were gonna go with that. That's that's an amazing one. I mean, there's no question that one that it doesn't get really any better than that. You know, one of the one of the cues that I really really enjoy is the cue for Expedition Everest. That cue is it's so immersive i mean you really feel like you are coming up to the base of everest and that you know you're really surrounded by it. you feel like you're coming into this little village and i love all the different aspects all the different uh sections of that cue it really tells a full story you know when you're first walking up even the exterior of the building just looks so authentic and a lot of the materials that are used in that queue and even for the construction of the buildings are are authentic materials that would be used in that area so but when you walk in and you and you come to the the uh, little fake you know travel agency there and there's the desk with the computers and and all the little knickknacks 
I just think it's such a cool area and as you progress through the the queue you come on these a lot of several different areas that have kind of different theming but it all contributes to the overall story like you see the the climbing gear that's hanging there and the little bedroom area with the cot and the stove and all the lanterns that are hanging there and then all the memorabilia that's hanging throughout the ride and there's so many details in there it's just just packed with so much detail I you know I feel like you could spend several hours really just exploring just the queue area of that ride so that would be my my very favorite expedition ever great choice you hear that mellifluous voice in the background that's uh, Brooke returning to the fold after a few weeks so raise our glasses to Brooke it's good to have her back Thanks, guys. Yay, welcome back. back. <laughs> Especially here at Trader Sam's, my favorite place. Oh, yeah. Favorite place in all the parks? Is this your happy place? Oh, well, no, it's not my most favorite, but it's up there. What's your, since you missed That's last week, point, if yeah, we let's, can. Let's throw that out there and take a detour real quick. Yeah, you're with me, right? Like, I'm with where's, you. What's your happiest place in the happy place? Or it could be the place that when you're depressed makes you not happy, which Tommy fought me on, but that I couched it that way. But your call, however you want to okay. take it. How about this? How about we ask it this way? When you're super depressed, bro, okay? When I want to have a good cry. <laughs> yes. Where, where, if you could uh, teleport yourself anywhere to, in any any of the parks when you're super depressed, where are you going to teleport yourself to to turn the mood around? Um, I'm going to have to go with Frontierland at night. Wow. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. That's my I thought That's it was cool. Earth. I thought that was the correct answer. I do love that, but I yeah, I just love walking around Frontierland at night. Which one, Disneyland or Disney World? Um, I don't know, actually. Why, though? Either way. Probably Disneyland on that one, huh? Right, the original? She probably has more fond memories of Disney World, I would assume. But Um, why Frontierland? That's, that's That's the big question. I just love the whole feel of it at night with the water and the torches all lit up. You get a turkey leg and the whole feel of it. I love it. I don't know. So you wanted to be a cowboy, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're trying to say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's your favorite cue now? Okay, so Indiana Jones was gonna was up there, but I'm gonna have to go with Tower of Terror. Also, I love it at night. That's the best time because it's all lit up and you can see it from a distance, and you just the excitement builds from there, and you hear people screaming <laughs> as you're walking towards it, and it looks creepy. Another reason I'm sad that in Disneyland it's they changed it. But yeah, so you and then, don't think the collector's tower is cool? Yeah, no. Well, what's cool about Tower is that your line and queue experience can be exponentially made better or worse by how in you know character the actor is. That's the bellhop, which yeah. we've experienced. You know, the guys that are going for the Academy Award and those that just are trying to cash yeah. paychecks. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna mention that, like, if they're not in character, I mean, that's really for any ride, if they're not in character, it takes me out of it, but they're usually always in character, so it makes it a lot more fun. Remember we saw that one guy there, like, a few years in a row? 
he was awesome. It's like Justin <laughs> or something. Some like it, he was so good. Ah, oh, I hope he never got and promoted. You, <laughs> you're too good here. Just. <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. But you bring up a good point. You know, kind of everybody was talking about how the queue is almost an extension of the attraction itself, and how it organically lends to the whole experience of an attraction. But surely that's not the only component that makes up an attraction. You know, what What do you think, what are the elements that you need to define it as great? I can tell you right off the bat what is really the main thing for me is feeling like it was a complete ride, feeling like you, and to use a term that, that Jason used uh, on one of the other episodes, feeling like you get a lot of value out of that ride. So especially if you are waiting for for quite a while to get on it you don't want to get on and, and feel like you know the ride was just real quick and you're done you want to feel like especially if the ride is based on a story uh, that the story is told well uh, that it's really kind of complete uh, i'll go back again to what i think is for me is the best example of that which is the radiator springs racers where you just really feel like you've gone through all the major components of the story there is several different aspects to that ride where you have the the really fun beginning that that just really sets the tone for the ride but then there's also the inside you know dark ride component going out to either the the paint shop or the tire shop and and being able to experience both of those and then going through the the race aspect of it so you get a little bit of a thrill uh, component so i just feel like that ride is really really complete and when you get off of it, you just feel like you, you know, even if you did have to wait for a long time, it just really feels like it was worth the wait. So I just think feeling having a complete ride, not not getting on something that's just over so quick and you feel like, man, why did I spend so much time waiting for that? On a side point, have you ever waited in the actual queue for Radiator Springs Racers? Did we do it one time? I thought probably not because that, that wait is so long and, and it's, I mean, it's so easy to just go to the the single rider line right and you pretty much you don't wait very long on that and so i i don't know if we've ever actually waited through the whole thing i mean we've done fast passes a couple of times single rider a bunch of times i, I can't recall actually waiting in, in the line for that but you can see most of it what do you think of that queue i think i mean i think the queue is great I, it's kind of a part of the entire land and 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 the entire land is so unbelievable. It's almost kind of hard for the queue itself to set it set itself apart from the land. So I think, you know, I kind of lumped them in together because there's not really anything that I can recall from the queue for the actual ride. I will say I, I love the entrance sign. I think that's really, really cool. But, you know, you're, you're walking up through it. It's really cool to look at the landscape around there. I don't think that there's necessarily anything in that queue specifically that sets it apart from the rest of the land, nor should it. I mean, it's a, it's, it's the theming is, is so good throughout the whole land. So uh, the queue for the ride itself maybe is nothing spectacular, but the land is so spectacular it works well. What queue do you dread waiting in? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I dread waiting in any specifically let's see space mountain at disneyland because you're just kind of waiting outside for the longest time and you're making once you actually make your way inside it's okay but 
but you can you can be waiting outside for a long time and there's just like absolutely nothing to look at so that that queue can be pretty yeah pretty brutal i was just gonna i i i don't i'm just i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say i don't like fast passes i don't like where this is all going to i feel like it's just an extension of everything else in our lives with technology and lack of an add and like attention we can't have you know ten, 10 minutes where we have downtime like the, the most fun the fondest memories i have i think of you know when when you had to spend a whole day at a park because you were gonna spend 30 or 45 minutes in line at every ride and that bred the conversations like the funny things that happened in the line whereas now it's like i don't want to go and ride by myself just so i can get to the front of the line quicker and then I don't talk to anyone, I just sit there in silence staring off and and then meet up with my friends after and then do it again. I just, I'm just, maybe I'm in the minority, maybe it's a bigger conversation you guys want to have, maybe you think I'm crazy, but I, I kind of like the antiquated notion of knowing that, hey, this is going to be a really exciting ride, but we're going to have to wait for it and let's like have a good time and make the most of this wait while, while we're together. Otherwise, it seems like everything else like where you're just staring at your phone the whole time by yourself so i've got two two schools of thought on fast passes i think fast passes have ruined um the wait times at a lot of attractions i think that i think that initially they should not have used them because what happened now is well in Disney World specifically, that they when they when they came out with the My Magic Bands, that they had to put fast passes on a lot of attractions that didn't need them to create value to the Magic Bands and the My Magic Plus and the the Disney World app. So they put fast passes at a lot of attractions that they weren't supposed to be at, and it screws up the wait times. Like Spaceship Earth used to be like a five minute wait or a walk on. But because of fast passes, you'll have like a 20, 25 minute wait. And that's not a big deal. But the fact that you're waiting at all, because what happens is when the fast pass people come up, they stop the whole line and then they have to get the fast pass people and they have to scan in their bands and it skews, it screws up the whole line. So they do that on a lot of things. So if they would have just, if they just get rid of fast passes totally, I think all the wait times would self-correct and it would be a lot easier to manage some of the wait times. Now, my other school of thought is if they're gonna keep fast passes, then I'm like the complete opposite direction. If you're gonna use fast passes, then I want them to monetize it. So that way I, so that way I can have like distinct class systems and I can buy up to a pass that I don't have to wait in anything. Yeah, but that's not what I was, what I was saying though, right? I was like, do you do you, you don't value then the time spent with people online? Okay, so you're approaching. That's what I'm. More that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, like the, think about it. Like, think of the trips like ten years ago. Like, the funniest conversations took place online, because like you have to kill time and you know it just de-evolves into like goofy stuff. So that doesn't happen anymore, or it doesn't happen a lot. It's just like walking to an attraction and I'll see you later when my single rider one is done or my fast passes. Well, you're, but you're still waiting in, in the single rider line. You're still waiting with each other until your ride comes up. So I, I my opinion on that, and I, I do agree with what you're saying, Jason. I, I kind of liked, and I'm no expert on fast passes, but the way the system was set up years ago, where you you basically could, you'd have to time it right to where you could get one fast pass, and then you wouldn't be able to get another one until a certain time, and so you were having to plan out. The day kind of how it is at disneyland right now so. right and i think that it it kind of lent itself still to to you were still doing some waiting so you'd have one fast pass that was active and 
you'd say, okay, our, you know, the window's opened up, let's go ahead and head over there, but you'd still kind of wait in line for a little bit. You were still able to get on and off the rides you know, fairly efficiently, but at the same time, you had to pace yourself, and so it still lent itself to spending time with the group and having the conversations and all that sort of thing. So I think there was kind of a nice balance there. I, I couldn't disagree more with you, Tommy, about monetizing fast passes. I mean, I think that's such a, you know, for lack of a better term, that's such a, a Disney thing to do. And uh, I just hate it. I, I absolutely hate that. It's like any cool little thing that comes along now, they're starting to charge tons of money for it. And don't don't price don't price the the everyday Joe out of the park. You know what I mean? Well, don't if, do it. I don't know if this changes your opinion at all because I'm surprised Disney has lasted this long. But they're the only theme park that hasn't monetized it yet. Even better. Every other theme park, Universal, Six Flags, SeaWorld, even I just went to uh, Schlitterbahn in New Braunfels recently, and they have fast passes. It's monetized. You have to buy it. So they're the only ones that haven't done it. I don't know if that affects your opinion. My my opinion stands, and and I'm I'm telling you right now, there will never be a day where I will pay for a fast pass, and it's not because of the money aspect of it. I I will never do that. I, I tend to agree. Yeah, Big pub, but, but I'm the guy. Will that, you let me pay for a fast pass for you? No, I'm the guy that wants to stay off. I still want to see Lost I I do too, Jason. I'm I'm with you on that one. I I want to go back and 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 get back to our roots and and stay at you know the All Star Resorts and for a night, and then we'll transfer to Grand Floridian. But <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm love that though. I'm like thinking back people. to those old trips where we had to, we had to drive all the way to Florida and you know stay at the All Star Resort and eat at the McDonald's every day for breakfast. I mean that was the best. That was the best. Brooke, do you like the All Star still? Would do you, do you do share you like their thoughts? I'm I'm good. No. Not staying at All Star again. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. No, I really don't want to wait in line. Like I'll do single rider. I will go research the lowest times of year like I was just in California over summer break and we didn't go to Disneyland because I was like I don't want to wait an hour in the heat maybe I'm a snob it just takes away from it for me would you pay for fast passes Mm, yeah maybe I mean it depends on how much it was like I mean I'm sure it would be I'm sure it's going to be like reasonable, like six, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I didn't see that joke coming. Um, <laughs> but okay, but whoever doesn't want to wait in line, I mean, there is a there is a thing that goes back to my friend's comment where it's like, yeah, if it's just me and one other person or me, and, it's like, yeah, maybe not. But like, I think I'm I'm thinking of it in terms of like, if there's like a big old group of people and everyone's excited to be there, that makes the time it takes you know, between things to, to be more fun. But yeah, if it's just me and someone else, maybe it's like not as fun as to sit consistently in hour-long lines, but... Uh, <laughs> right. So that changes things too. What changes, your life changes you too. Because yeah, it was a lot of fun when it was all of us and we were in our late teens, early 20s, and we were all hanging out and cracking jokes. Now that I'm older and have like little kids, and you'll probably experience the same thing with little kids, that uh, I don't want to wait like an hour with them in line. That's miserable. No, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have qualified. 
that's not doesn't sound appetizing at all. <laughs> but I think like if all, it's like all of us went or something, it'd be pretty fun. Like I think. Oh I'd yeah. Have a good time. yeah. I don't with think he would talk about having a conversation with a baby for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This 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 yeah, ten month old is not. Give me anything back. <laughs> can, can you please say something else? Is that the only <laughs> word you know? I, lo- I loved I loved the uh, those times when when even like it was like the end of the day and there was ten people or whatever in the group and like and it was still silence. It was like you could just tell no one wanted anyone to talk anymore. It's like everyone shut up. I just, <laughs> just sit here in silence. Let me let me get this day over with. That so, could have just been because one of us was just uh, dumped. By yeah, another person could have been, <laughs> but but I experienced that myself. Where I'm just like, oh please, I don't want any more jokes. Just let me just sit here and just. So I, I love the whole roller coaster up and down. Um, that the back and forth, and back and forth. So what, what, what was the original question? Oh, what makes, uh, what makes an attraction great for you? Yeah, maybe someone else can answer because I just kind of went off on a tangent. I was trying to think of what would make or break an attraction for me, and one of those things would be the music or what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the music at or the sound soundtrack or whatever, Radiator Springs Racers or Thorin. I love the music they play on that. Spaceship Earth, the music and the narration. And then there's other attractions that I really like, uh, you know, like It's a Small World really is great, but I can't really handle going on it because that song <laughs> drives me bananas. Um, can you imagine, and... just real quick, can, can you imagine working on Small World like you work at no. Disney and you're there for a whole shift? <laughs> yeah. Put it this job crush your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> And the Enchanted Tiki Room, I think, is really cool. But honestly, I don't know if it's the music in that. Maybe it's just kind of boring altogether. But <laughs> yeah, I just think that what you're listening to can like make or break. I wrote down, I have like a few things, but so I was also thinking like the lighting. <laughs> yes. I feel like this is so specific. What's an example? No, go for it. Example of good. Okay, so I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean, the mood that the lighting sets and the effects it creates is kind of everything you know it's a huge part of it and especially in the beginning of like the one in disneyland when you're going through the swamp that's a good cue i'm surprised no one said that cue to be honest that's a really good one i know i love that one i didn't know if that was really considered the one in disney world the cue is better in disney world than disneyland i like the disneyland one with the with the boats floating like at 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 neck level like right there when you walk in when they kind of go around that that u-turn you know what's interesting about the lighting at pirates one thing that's really cool, I don't know if you guys have ever really tried to look up, but you can't, in some of the rides you could see where they've kind of spray painted black the ceiling tiles. But oh, really? in Pirates, you can't really, I can't really see where the ceiling starts, you know? Yeah, because it's so it, dim. Yeah, the way that the lighting works, I mean, you can look up and look all around and you can see all around, but it just looks like the night sky. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was a big one. And then another example for Disneyland versus Disney World, the teacups. I feel like they're much better at Disneyland because of how they did the lighting with the lanterns and it's outside, whereas Disney World it's much brighter. They still have the lanterns, but you're under that like big top thing and it's much brighter and I just don't think it's as pretty or it kind of loses the whole effect. Awesome. So music, lighting. And the length of the ride, which I felt like was maybe kind of like what Michael was saying, because some of them you wait a long time and then, you know, like Peter Pan's flight is so short 
a little bit of a bummer that you waited that long. But like Pirates is a long, like a good amount. Splash Mountain's a good amount. The Safari Ride, like all of those, if you wait, if you have to wait a while, it's worth it. What queue do you dread waiting in? I know, I was trying to think that when you asked me that. I don't know. Or it I, could be, what ride do you love, but the queue doesn't match up with the quality of the ride? I don't and know. Let me... I asked that because my first thought, just so you know, was Peter Pan. Because that's my favorite ride, but I will never wait 45 minutes or more for that, like in that queue, because it's awful. Well, so I heard they redid that queue at Disney World, right? I they just did. haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be really good. Uh, yeah, sure. I know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like more of these interactive kind of queue yeah. things. It's okay. Tommy's like, I would pay extra if they had a separate <laughs> queue that I, people that paid money could wait in. You know, wait in that queue. Gladly. Five, um, six hundred dollars a ride. <laughs> no big deal. Man, at that price point, I could ride it a few times a day. I don't Jade. know. I'm gonna have to think about that. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> Oh man, we need another round of drinks here. That's, you want to get an order in? That. Yeah, good call. I'll take a tiki 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 rum. I'll take one of those sugary drinks. <laughs> I'll have what Tommy's having. <laughs> I think he's passed out. I'll take <laughs> a, uh, you can't sleep in here, they'll kick us out. I'll have another <laughs> chocolate milk, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the prototype for the great attraction, which is probably why I was so incensed when they did that at Disneyland, I think still is Tower of Terror. It, I, just, I already kind of spoke to it. And I think for me, I would always pick a thrill type of ride because I get more excited when I feel kind of a little bit nervous um, about what's gonna happen. If I know that it's just gonna kind of be a boring, kind of just kind of sit there and take it in ride, I don't get as excited for it as opposed to like an indie ride, like you said, for the queue or anything else that kind of, or Everest that Michael said, uh, I like having a thrill component to it. The music is a big part of it. I think we talked about that last time, so I think Brooke just reiterated that. If if they don't if they don't get that right, then really it, it's a miss from the beginning. I think the biggest thing is if I can put myself into whatever the theme is that they're trying to project, and, it, and I do it every time. So for instance, in Tower of Terror, when I'm in the lobby especially, and there's kind of the uh, velvet ropes where you can't get but you can kind of see like the, the chairs and the tables and stuff. I kind of mentally project myself, you know, imagining what it's like to be behind those ropes and be in that era, era when, when, the, when the hotel was kind of at its peak. And so I'm, I'm doing that every time I think I go through. So that just, to me, shows that they really just nailed it. And I'm putting myself kind of in there before we get on the actual, the actual ride itself. I love a ride when they conclude it also. So when you know, even if it's just kind of the throwaway line or two when you know, he kind of says like, welcome back and you get off and you kind of get off and still kind of, you know, it's still kind of a boiler type room and then you walk through, even if it's a gift shop, which it is, it's still themed appropriately. Well, well what's cool about that is the gift shop fits into the theme because you're in a hotel. Yeah, and that's awesome. And all the all the merch is is you know appropriate and right, even when, before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And even <laughs> when you. Uh, even when you uh, walk outside back into the into the park, you know the, the music kind of trails off. So from the moment you, you're walking up to the moment you're walking out, it's just one cohesive experience, which I think that is ultimate example of that. And I do have a special place in my heart because Pyrus just mentioned I love 
going into a ride, if it's in the dead of summer, Pirates is one of them, and Tower of Terror, when you go in and you just forget what time of day it is by the end of the ride. You know, it could be day, daytime or nighttime, but you've kind of been either because of the lighting or you've been inside, and I just kind of lose track. And there's like that shock when it's 100 degrees and you walk out, you're like, oh, it's the middle of the day. I was so transported, I didn't even remember. I think that's a sign of a, a great ride. And, that's how I feel too. I think it's. I think you used the perfect word, cohesive experience. Like, and Michael said, complete experience. Brooke had all the elements that you're looking for. Like, I, I mean, Brooke mentioned, you know, the lighting and the music. Those are things that I may have not realized that I was into. Uh, well, the music I probably did, but the the lighting. If I think it's best if you don't notice it. That's how good that the lighting is. Um, and it's creating this complete experience. So for me, again, you know, using Indiana Jones as a reference, you've got the queue that goes up. Uh, the queue is perfect. Then when you get on the attraction, the attractions, you know, it's a nice scale. It tells a story. It's got some thrills in it as well. When you come off, you still have that long walk back up. You know, so like JJ was saying, it's it's even when you're off, you're still kind of they're they're gradually taking you out of the story it's not like an abrupt finish where okay you're done with the ride now let's ease you out of this story because you're still a part of this story so for me it's it's all the elements come together to create a complete package you've got a cue you've got music you've got proper lighting you've got a story you've got a complete experience when you're off the attraction and all of those things come together i think one of the best examples of where it doesn't work recently is the uh, Navi River ride, which I think is one of the worst attractions they've done, period. That one, the queue is nothing. You're just waiting in a long, massive line underneath a themed dome, I guess. And then the ride has no story, the music's awful, and the ride's short. There's no thrills whatsoever. Now, there's cool, there's cool technology in there, but... There's, there's virtually none of those elements that we just listed. So that's just my, my counterpoint to show that you, you want that complete experience. Even on something that's smaller, can you guys think of anything? Like, is, are there any smaller attractions that you can think of that have that complete, complete package? It's not an attraction, but the TTA <laughs> is at night. Now the lighting is a byproduct of at night and my favorite time to ride it, but kind of the blue hum that it emits and all the little jokes so like you can be riding it for you know an hour and kind of wait for your favorite joke to circle back around and hear it again and that isn't a ride with a cue but that's something that is really really simple but somehow they executed it in a way that it's one of my favorite things just to do is just to sit on it yeah i don't i guess maybe maybe this one is an e-ticket i don't know but I think the uh, as as short and quick as it is, I actually think the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is is overall a pretty complete package to me. Oh yeah, good That's a good, one. good queue, good ride, lots of fun. I think they did a really nice job with that one. You made me think of one then, just right behind it, the uh, Ariel's Undersea Adventures Little Mermaid ride in yeah. Disney World. That's got a great queue. One might even say it's got a. It, they kind of like went above and beyond with that queue for that ride but you, have you been through that queue mm-hmm. yeah that's a good yeah that's good that's a good good queue good ride and it and again kind of gradually takes you out of the story i like it jj what was uh what's a queue you dread getting in a queue i dread getting in anything Brooke with a fast pass right small world <laughs> that 
can't stand that ride, so. I do, I don't mind, I like actually the one part in the Disneyland version when you kind of cross over the bridge to get into your boat, but then I hate the ride that follows it. So you hate, you hate Small World, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got that musty smell, but not the nice kind of musty smell, you know? <laughs> kind of like Pirates has that, that kind of cool, kind of dirty water. But that one, it, Small World, is, it's just, it just goes on for like so long. I just think it's over every time. And then I'm like, oh, we have like another four countries to go through. <laughs> so that's, that's not one of my favorites. Is that because you, you have a uh, massive hatred of some of the countries in it? <laughs> no, no, that's not the reason. Um, I just, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a weird concept that they just thought they could get away with the same thing for like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't, that's another one where I just don't really understand that. So, I actually love that ride, Small World. I, I uh, love that. At, Dis at Disneyland, I have to do it just one time. Like, I, I don't want to ride it more than once, but I have to get on Small World one time. Anytime I'm at Disneyland, it's just, oh, it really makes you, it, it's just classic Disney. It makes you feel like you're, you're finally at Disneyland. I don't know. It's classic like World's Fair to me. There's no Disney. Um, I, I guess I, I'm not. That's that's why maybe I don't latch on to it as much. Disneyland. Yeah, and I guess I don't mean to say necessarily it's classic Disney per se. It's classic Disneyland. I think is. I love the, <laughs> the movie Tomorrowland partially because it's a small world. No, no. <laughs> that's a great movie. Oh, Tomorrowland. That no, is a great movie. Yeah, I didn't really like it either, but you know, maybe I need to watch it again. Brookie, do you like Small World yeah. at Disneyland? Yeah. Were you listening? Like, just to get on it one time, like not not that like, oh, I love Small World, I need to go, but like, you're like, hey, I need to do it one time when I'm at Disneyland. You don't feel that way? No, but maybe every like <laughs> fourth or fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so once every eight years. Purely out of guilt. <laughs> Okay. See, I, I, I like that ride. To like I said, to get on it one time if I'm at Disneyland, and uh, I love the movie Tomorrowland. I think that unfairly got bad criticism for whatever reason, but, and I think it's partially because it sparks my, it, it just brings back my love for Disneyland and and reminds me of Small World for obvious reasons. But uh, that's a great movie. I love Tomorrowland too, so I'm with you on that. Boom. Tommy has. I think I have different. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think I had. I think all I said was Tommy has. I don't know why that's so so funny. We know what you're. We know what road you're going down. No, you don't. All I said was that Tommy has on camera curmudgeon. What I'm enjoying. It's a small world. The only time I enjoyed it was because he has on camera that we were drinking during the ride. We were sneaking it in. That's the only way I can enjoy that ride is if I'm drinking. <laughs> and then I uh, love actually, it. people are so up in arms right now because Shanghai is the first castle park. Shanghai Disney is the first castle park where they didn't put a small world in. Hmm. People are like, you can't have a castle park without small world. <laughs> and I guess the Chinese are like, that sucks. I can't think of the last time I rode Small World. I know every time that I've taken my children, my mom, you know, telling me, oh, you gotta take the kids on Small World. But we rode it together, us three. When we, when we did the 10K, we rode it one time. Yeah. All right, so. So anyway, back to you, Brooke. 
What what line do you dread waiting in? What queue do you dread waiting in? I actually, I don't, I still don't have anything. I'm sure there's something, but nothing is coming to mind. You know what came into mind was the Toy Story one, which to me, which was just a big, oh, that's open, great. just a big open room with just loud noises. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that ride. I hate that queue. Oh, I hate the ride. It's just, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's a great ride. But the queue is just, it's just, they just had this, this warehouse, it seemed like. Like, let's just fill it with, you know, just some crap and then make a line through it. It didn't seem like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of. Don Rickles makes it, though. What? But you got that Don great. Don Rickles makes it. Mr. Potato Head animatronic singing yeah. and talking to you. Yeah. It's mm. awesome. You take it back, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Ride. You know what I'm really going to miss? Is the cue for the great movie ride. I'm going to miss that one. Because I like, no, I liked being in the, the movie theater with the old trailers playing. Yeah, that's true. I really liked that. That one was like an easy wait, because like when you first walk in that room and you see all those winding lines, and you're like, oh my god, this is going to last forever. But then you get into the movie trailers, and then I remember there's plenty of times where I was like, oh, I want to stay in here for a few more minutes and watch this. So Brooke, since you're here, you know, what are your feelings on some of the recent D23 announcements? Well, Just give us what, what are you most excited about and what are you least excited about? I mean, I'm a little sad to see great movie ride go to be honest i know nobody else is but i really like that ride i I, i'm really interested to i probably will never take part in the star wars uh experience but i'm really interested to see how that's gonna play out and i think it's kind of cool anything that you are not interested anything that like made you mad about the any d23 announcements that made you angry or are you no. like an adult that doesn't get angry over Disney? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Brookie, let me ask you this. Do I have other things going on in my life? <laughs> what's the problem? Just a bad day. D23 announcements. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> and they're like, what's D23? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It was terrible. Uh, Brookie, how do you feel about Guardians of the Galaxy being in Epcot? What area is it going to be in? Universe of Energy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's where it belongs more so than Hollywood Studios. So, really? yeah, sure. You like it there better than Hollywood Studios? Yeah. Sure, why not? I mean, I don't mind the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I just didn't like that they put it where Tower of Terror was, but... Oh, that's why you're saying not in Hollywood Studios, because you just don't want... You'd rather it take over Universe of Energy than to take over Tower of Terror. Well, yes, for sure. But, I mean, you had brought up a good point that it just doesn't follow the whole, the whole original idea for Hollywood Studios. And I feel like Epcot needs something. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> There we go. It's been a it's been a heck of an evening. It's been a great evening. It's been a great evening. The drinks have uh, have been wonderful. The setting's been wonderful. The company wonderful. Let's go. You want to go walk around the grounds of the Disneyland Hotel? Let's walk around. And let's be thankful that this is not our last night on Earth. Hopefully, <laughs> who knows? We we don't know what's going to happen yet. <laughs> this is not our last Disney night. Thanks, guys.
Thank you for staying up late with the Disney Crew. If you like the show, please rate and review on it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Disney Crew will be back soon with a new episode. Stay tuned to the channel. Proud of you. Goofy's Candy Co.